You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, and welcome back to Faith with Friends podcast. Do you struggle with faithfulness in prayer? Or do you ever wish you had somebody to help carry the load? Well, today we're going to be talking about prayer partners, and I'm joined by my friend and prayer partner, Charlotte DePaula. Welcome back, Charlotte. Thank you, Lisa. It's wonderful to be here again. And if you'd like to hear Charlotte in another podcast, you can go back and listen to episode 36. So welcome, Charlotte, and thank you for joining me again. It's awesome to be here again. I'm excited to talk about this subject. It is such an important subject. It really like, is. I feel bad for people who who don't have anyone in their lives that they can call and say, will you pray for me? And prayer is something that we're all called to do, but there are certain people that are definitely gifted as a ministry. Mm -hmm. I believe that God has at least one person for everybody. You Amen. just have to find the right person. So today we're going to talk a little bit about that. And the verse that Charlotte wanted to open with was Ecclesiastes 4.12, which says, that a cord of three or a strand of three is not easily broken. And that talks about basically what, Charlotte, what does that mean? Well, the verse, if um, you look at it, one can be easily overtaken, two can stand strong, but a cord of three cannot easily be overtaken. I see that as obviously that verse is used many times to refer to marriage where it's the two and, and, and God, the covenant of marriage of two people being married in that court of three cannot easily be broken. But the, I believe that the Holy Spirit really brought that to my mind today as I was going over some scriptures that related to prayer. And that one doesn't even mention prayer, but the Holy Spirit um, is a part of our um, rope together, right? So we're, we're, we're braided together in, um, in, um, in prayer. And so if you're praying by yourself, well, you can be overtaken easily. And if you pray with just, you know, so if you have two or more praying together, the Lord promises to be there. And we're stronger when two people pray um, for each other. So uh, that was one of the verses that the Lord brought to my mind today. And I love the example of Jesus in First Timothy 2, 5, that says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is our example of a prayer partner. And in Romans 8, we learn that Jesus is always standing in intercession continually without ceasing, standing in intercession for us. And it also tells us in Romans 8 that the Holy Spirit is groaning for us when we don't have words to pray. Yes, and that one's Romans 8.26, I believe. James 5, 16, it says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I find that so beautiful because, you know, you and I have many times said, oh, I sinned against my family in this way. I've done this or I did that. And, and we pray for each other to overcome those things. And we're not righteous in our own right. 
None of my actions are righteous because of Charlotte. I am righteous only because I wear the garment of Christ because he, I took part in the blessed exchange where he took all of my sin, past, present, and future. And he covered me with his robe of righteousness. And so when God looks at me, I love it. Lisa Turquist is an author that you and I have shared books with. And, and she says that when God looks at us, he sees Jesus in Charlotte form, Jesus in Lisa form. So our prayers are righteous because of Jesus. And so they're powerful and effective. And then we see the other side of that in Ezekiel 22:30, And it says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it, but I yeah. found no one. Right. And that's a powerful thing to stand in the gap for someone even if they're not asking you to pray for them because you're standing in the gap like our children. Maybe. So there's this intercessory prayer where we stand in the gap, but then there's this lock arm prayer mm -hmm. where we stand side by side. Like you said, I can be easily distracted when I'm praying. I can be easily, you know, taken away from what I'm doing, forget what I'm praying for, lose focus, not be led by the spirit. But when we're together in a group of two or more, because mm -hmm. we've had plenty of prayer. I mean, honestly, I believe that prayer is one of the least attended services in churches and the most important. Right. It's the greatest work we can do for each other. Yeah. Did you know that Billy mm -hmm. Graham, when he would preach, he would have a thing called a boiler room and there would be a group usually of women that would sit all the way in the back in another room just praying for the people mm -hmm. to hear the message of God, to prepare wow. their hearts and for Reverend Graham to have the words and wisdom of God. Amen. That shows us like, any work of God needs to be bathed in prayer. And any person of God, family of God, desperately mm -hmm. needs prayer. And it's one of the best gifts that we have. After salvation, he could have just saved us, came to earth, saved us, and that would be the end of it. But he right. decided to rip the veil, his very body, from top to bottom so that we could have open access. And do we take that for granted? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and it reminds me, what you're telling me reminds me of a Bible study we did together called Living a Praying Life by Jennifer Dean. I highly recommend that to anyone. You can do it together as a group. Um, she also has it with Living a Praying Life in Adversity through Adversity. Uh, but one of the things she says is, uh, does God really need prayer uh, for it to work, for, for him to work? No, he doesn't. Uh, he's like a but she's, she gave the analogy that he's like a CEO and he has all the money for the company to work. And he doesn't need our signature on the checks to authorize any money being dispersed on behalf of the company. However, he has decided to sign papers to make it necessary for our signature to co-sign every check for all blessings and everything to be dispersed. And so you see that in that we are his partners in his work. That prayer is a work that he created for us to do in advance. And I just think that's so powerful that I can be a part of his work like that. And Matthew says that everything on earth would be bound as it is bound in heaven and everything on earth would be loosed as it is loosed in heaven. And I pray that often for my friends and family, that his kingdom would come here on earth. And he has asked us to partner with that. And what an honor that is to, to be able to do that together. Right. And then we have the truth, like we have the proof that prayer partners praying with another person, locking arms, 
bringing your hearts and your spirit under the authority of God, it builds faith, it grows our faith, it builds community, it builds a legacy of trusting God, of relying on God, and it also builds love. Right. Because when you have somebody willing to take the time and effort to come away from the world and your to-do list on just to bow your knees with me and just to lift up my burdens, like how are you not going to love that person? That creates a bond with one another. Okay, so we took a look at what a prayer partner is with the example of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And we talked a little about, about the importance of it and why we need one, because the burdens of this life are heavy. And even yes. just having someone that you can say, listen, I really messed up. I dropped the ball. I made a big mistake. Can you help? Oh, that really helps. Hmm. Rather hmm. than going to somebody and saying, oh, I messed up. I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have done that. And they're like, well, you obviously are not where you should be, or you obviously are not doing the right things. And you don't find condemnation in, in the arms of a prayer partner. You find them bringing you back continuously to the throne with grace and mercy. Right. But how do I find one? Well, it's beautiful because um, you, you can find one. It depends on where you are. You know, you and I found each other at Bible study fellowship. Uh, you can find it at church. You can find it. Um, if you find a fellow mom at a school, that's a believer. Um, and you pray for one for me, exactly. the, the first step is to ask the Lord to provide and he knows the right person and, um, he will provide that person that you need or multiple people that can pray for you. Um, and those are different places that you can find them. Yes. I think definitely starting with prayer, starting with Lord, I want to have a prayer partner, even Lord, I don't know how to pray. And then once you find a prayer partner, let's talk about some simple ways to dive right in. So we pray out loud and that can be a little awkward. So if you're, if you never prayed out loud with somebody, I remember the first person that ever really prayed out loud with me was my friend, Maria Strand, who mm -hmm. I love. Maria sat on the floor with, I held, I was holding two babies. My mom was sick and she said, well, let's pray. And I was like, wait, like now, like, okay. She was like, yeah, like now. <laughs> and I was like that out loud, like together. That's, that's awkward. Little did I know that Maria Strand would be breathing a passion and hunger in my heart and just waking up this desire, like mm -hmm. it's just such a good place to be. And again and Amen. again and again throughout my life, when I do step away from the world and bring my burdens to God or even bring my joys to the Lord, my broken heart, my whatever it is, I find renewal, restoration, and rest. And His presence and his presence, which is what brings ushers all of the other things all in. Of, yeah. If you've never prayed out loud, bring a little card and write down a few things. I always say bring a request with like one for your family, one for you, and one for your walk with God. And then you can just read, take turns reading. Here, you give yeah. me your card and I'll give you wine. What are some other ideas for someone who's never had a prayer partner? How do you just start? How do you do that? Well, I think that's a great idea. And you've been instrumental many times in leading prayer in groups of people. And you start with, I believe it's ask, right? So you start with adoration. And I just love that because you can just start your prayer with the attributes of God. And what have you experienced recently to be the attributes of God? You can go to scripture and, and, and pray back some of the Psalms that talk about how majestic he is. A is for adoration, like we discussed. And then C is for confession. 
And that goes back to the James five verse where we confess to each other and to the Lord our sins. And you always want to remember that you're doing that because you are making yourself humble before the Lord and you're submitting to him. He already knows all your sins. It's not like it's a surprise to him. Like, Oh, really? Charlotte did that. I didn't know. So glad you told me. You You know, that's not, that's not what happens there. And, and Jesus died 2000 years ago. He took all of our sins past, present, and future onto him. He buried them into the tomb and they didn't come up with him when he rose again. So the confession is more for us than it is for God, because he knows exactly what's happening, but we need to humble ourselves before him, submit to him and ask him for direction. So then the T is Thanksgiving. So then we give him thanks for all the things that we have and all the things that we are given and that we we have received through friendship, through the Lord, whatever it is that we have in our lives. And then we come with supplication where that means that you come to the Lord asking for what it is that you have on your heart. And that reminds me of Philippians four, six, and seven, where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it's a command. Do not be anxious about anything. It's not a suggestion. It's a command because he has given us everything necessary to be at peace when we fix our eyes on him. So once you've asked God to highlight, to point out, who this friend is or to bring you a friend that you can trust that you admire their walk with the Lord then you ask that person and they agree and then you commit and it doesn't have to be an hour every day it doesn't have to be meeting together because now we have zoom although meeting together is wonderful mm-hmm. but finding time and I I love sharing this story there were these three women who all were well into their 80s and I asked them, one of their grandsons played football with my son. And I was talking to him about it. And I said, oh, we, we pray before every game. And he, she said, oh, honey, we pray every day at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what? You guys don't work. Why, why do you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to pray? And she said, because we're never interrupted. Now, they don't have Zoom. They're elderly women. They call each other. So one, Lisa calls Charlotte. Charlotte calls Leah. Leah calls that. You call one by one. And they all get on this big call. And they take turns praying. And I say that because you might think, I have no time to pray. I work. I have seven kids. Mm -hmm. I'm whatever. You know, you do have time to pray. You just find, carve out that time. And that's one of the prayers is that God would help you to carve out that time where you can be faithful and committed. That doesn't mean we're legalistic. Correct. But we can stick to it. I find that if you do it before the time you usually wake up or anybody else in your house, very rarely do you get a call nobody's knocking on your door. There's no deliveries. Correct. Yes. I'm up at 430 every morning so I can spend time with the Lord. And it doesn't, and being a prayer partner also doesn't mean always meeting together. I mean, you pray for each other. How can I pray for you? 
how can I pray for you today? A majority of my prayers are praying scripture back to the Lord. So I can send a quick text and say, I prayed the scripture for you today. How can, how else can I pray for you? What are, what's something specific going on for you today that I can lift up for you? It doesn't have to be like a long drawn out affair either. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that one-on-one FaceTime, have lunch and pray. One of the greatest things I've done in my prayer life is to have a list of things that I'm praying for. And I write the date that I start praying. And then I write the date that it's answered. And it's such a powerful ministry to myself. It's like little memory stones to remember that God answers prayer. And so whenever I say that I'm praying for you, I will write it down and the date that I start. And so you guys can, as prayer partners, you can do something similar, like, okay, we started praying for Charlotte on 10, 11, and it was answered in March of the following year, whatever the case may be. Very powerful to do that. So we've, we know what a prayer partner is. We know why we need one. Now we've found one. How can I be a good one? I think one of the verses that comes to mind is Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice mm-hmm. with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Amen. We're going to do life together. And sometimes it's really painful. And sometimes there's really, you know, there's going to be deaths and illnesses, betrayals and people in our lives that whether intentional or unintentional, we're going to get hurt. Right. I think not only being there for the good times, which sometimes is easy, but I have to say lately I've been recognizing this. Not everyone can handle your success. This is true. So find someone that can be in your team, cheer you on and be authentically happy when things go well. Right. And I think it's, if you look with spiritual eyes and you ask, God can point out, you'll, you'll see it. Those people that can't really celebrate when that's mm-hmm. not your prayer partner. Your no. prayer partner shouldn't just be, what is it called? A trauma tourist. Somebody who comes by when <laughs> something really bad happens just to see how you're handling it and then move on. It should be someone that's there for you to celebrate you and your kids, your family, your husband, your, your life, and right. also to mourn with you through the difficult times. Yeah. It's very important. I think, and one of the things that comes to mind for me is like just being there to listen, you know, and maybe we don't have to have a response. Just, you know, I'm sorry. And I'm praying for you. I love you. And I'm praying for you. You know, there doesn't have to be like a big sermon or Mm -hmm. you don't have to know all the answers. Just being present, just being present and knowing that you're not walking alone that we're braided together with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. We're not tilling the field of life alone because that can get very wearisome. I remember when my mother-in-law was sick, someone named Charlotte showed up at the hospital with a basket as big as me and it had socks and I mean, blankets and it just was filled with all of these candies and chocolates. And you know, when you guys left the hospital that day, I just kind of looked over at the box and I felt loved, you know? Yeah. Decide from the beginning, because we know that we do have an enemy. Yeah. His name is Satan. He doesn't like prayer partnerships. No. He wants to destroy them, as a matter of fact. That's and right. so a, your prayer partner should be forgiving. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna step on each other's toes when you do life long enough, and you're gonna hurt each other, hopefully not intentionally, hopefully not continually and habitually, 
Right. right. You need somebody who's going to be able to roll with the punches. And man, I had a really bad day. Look, I know you're having a bad day. I know you didn't mean it. It's okay. Tomorrow's going to be better. And we also have to remember that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It takes me to Ephesians 6, where it's against the powers and principalities and authorities. And whenever we have a disagreement with anyone, it's not them, it's Satan behind them. Um, and we're not fighting them. Right. And that that passage starting in Ephesians 6.10, he talks about the armor of God and how we are to put on, we are to prepare for the battle, that we are to stand firm and we can help each other by remembering that we're not fighting each other. We're not angry, you know, that we have a bigger adversary and that we're on the same team. And uh, Paul ends that with verse 18. He says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With that in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I mean, he uses always quite a bit in there yes. on all occasions. So you don't have to just have the 430 time frame. you know, if, if, if you if you're in the car, if you're taking the dogs for a walk, if you're whatever the time may be, if your friend needs you to stop and pray with them on the phone right away, you just stop and pray. Yeah. And we're praying in the spirit because we go back to that verse in Romans where it says the Holy Spirit is groaning for us. Sometimes we don't know how to pray, but we ask the spirit to pray for us. Yeah. Romans 12, 12 reminds us we're told and called to rejoice in hope, mm. be patient in tribulation but be constant in prayer. That yeah. means whether we're hopeful and everything's going great or we're in a time of tribulation. So don't use, quote unquote, your prayer partner only in times of tribulation. Right. But form that bond and make that habit to be consistently and always praying for each other, regardless of whether things are going great. Hey, then praise God together and ask for God to give you opportunities to share with others ask God to, you know, there's so many scriptures, like you said, if you don't know what to pray, open the Bible right, and look up the prayers in the Bible. Look at Paul's prayers. Look at James' prayers. James tells us whether they're sick, whether you're happy, whatever's going on, pray. Right. And remember the Lord and use that relationship, that friendship, that partnership to spur each other on to spiritual growth. Amen. Psalm 116 verse 2. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. So that brings it in a full circle. Remember that when you pray with a prayer partner, there's a third. That's right. And God is leaning down. He's in a position to actively listen to your prayers. You're not just talking to the wall. Your, your prayers are not bouncing off the ceiling. And don't judge your time in prayer by if you get what you want. Right. But judge your time in prayer as your faith grows deeper and your friendship bonds together and your relationship with God grows. Amen. Yes, because God doesn't always answer our prayers the way that we might direct him to. It might be a yes. It might be a, I have something better in mind. And it might be a wait. And a prayer partner is a great person to help you wait well. Trust God. Because we've all been in that spot when we're praying and praying and nothing's happening. You're like, I'm just not going to pray anymore. Correct. Many times I was there with Tati. <laughs> yeah. Many times I was like, I don't even know what to pray anymore, Lord. What's going on? Why aren't you hearing me? Why? Why are you ignoring me? And all the time he was like, oh, no, no. You'll see. 
I'm bringing total deliverance, total healing, exceedingly more than what you could ask or imagine. Amen. And then when it happens, it's like, wait, was that a long time? <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's okay. Like I think about a moment in December of last year and I was in a really dark place and I was upset with the Lord and I was saying, why do I pray? I felt like he hadn't been faithful, that he hadn't listened to my prayers, that he hadn't kept his promises. I mean, I think we've all been in that yes. dark place, but I made a promise to myself to not stop meeting with him, no matter how I felt about him. So I ranted and raved. And then I opened to my Bible study that I was doing. And I was in Luke chapter 22. And it's where Jesus is talking to the disciple, Peter. And it's before he's taken into the garden of Gethsemane. And he calls him by his name, his fisherman name, his given name when he was, when he was born. And he says, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you return, you will strengthen your brothers. And I was praying for one of my children and it was the Lord spoke to me and said, I am God. I am the son of God. And I prayed. And I knew what was going to happen. I knew how Peter was going to act. And I prayed. Amen. I knew the future and I prayed. So if Jesus knows the future and he prays, then we are to pray. He asked the disciples to pray for him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. He cried out to God in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed on the cross. How much more should we pray? And it doesn't seem that God answered his prayers. But he did in a so much more powerful way. And Jesus knew the end, but he still asked God to take the cup from him. And he asked for prayer partners. So we're in great company and not always understanding why God doesn't answer our prayers. Right. But isn't it easier when you have somebody there to encourage you by your side, to help you to surrender to things out of our control? And I just want to say, if you're listening today and you're thinking, I would love to have a prayer partner but I'm not good at praying and I don't know the Bible. Those are not reasons. Those are reasons why you need a prayer partner, right. not why you shouldn't get one. And I encourage you just pray, ask God, bring me a prayer partner. Amen. And if you need prayer, I encourage you to go to our Instagram page, which is faith with friends underscore podcast and send us a direct message because we do get direct messages for prayer requests and we do pray. I share them often with the ladies in the group, especially from people, you know, who don't say it's private. I'll share their first name. And I know there was one woman who was going through a separation and I let the ladies in the group know. And before you know it, they were like, can I reach out to her? I want to reach out to her. You know, you're not alone. You have God right. is with you. And, and in first King chapter 19, Elijah cried out and said, there's none left. I'm all alone. And God says, um, right around the corner, I have 10,000 whose knees have not bowed and whose mouths have not kissed idols. Like, wait, you might think you're alone, but God has 10,000 reserved. So just look around, keep your eyes open, keep your heart aligned with God. And remember that we all have a prayer partner. Even if you don't have a person, you have Jesus as your prayer partner. You have the Holy Spirit interceding. So Amen. take advantage of that and cry out to God and ask him to be your prayer partner. Amen. I just encourage you. I know that prayer can seem daunting and it can seem impossible. Or if you've never really done anything more than just say, good morning, God, thank you for the day, or just stepping out in faith. And 
looking up a psalm to pray, calling a friend and asking the Lord, just baby steps. It doesn't need to be something monumental. It can just be one little step at a time, but I will encourage you and I will testify that prayer has changed my life and God meets me every morning. And that is the most precious time of my day. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a prayer warrior for me, a prayer partner for me. And I want to close with this, and then maybe you can pray for those listening. Psalm 34, that I learned from my prayer partner, Terry Vasquez. Terry passed away a few years ago from cancer, but only after she held a prayer meeting in her house every week, every Friday for 25 years. Amen. And one time I didn't go and I called her to see, hey, who showed up? What did you guys pray about? What scripture did you share? And she said, oh, nobody came today. And I said, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. You were all alone. And she said, no, 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 I'm never alone. It was just me and the Holy Spirit. He wanted me all to himself today. And this was one of the Psalm that I learned from her at Psalm 34. And verse 15 says very simply, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. And also in verse 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Taste and see. Try. Try him yes. out. Give him a yes. chance. Open your heart and see what God will do through somebody who's faithfully seeking him. Would you pray, yes. Charlotte? Yes, and thank you for being my prayer partner. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. And Father, you know every single heart that is listening right now. You know their cries and their needs. You know those that they love, their heartaches, their joys. And Father God, we ask that you meet them in a powerful way, that you provide a prayer partner, that you show them how prayer can move mountains and give them peace. And thank you, Lord, that you have not commanded us something that you did not do yourself. And we take great comfort in knowing that you are always interceding for us before the throne of God and that Holy Spirit, that you are gro groaning and interceding for us. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give guidance and peace to those who seek a prayer partner and that you would show up in a mighty and powerful way. I thank you for faith with friends and the opportunity to talk about you once again. And thank you for Lisa. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for listening. And we hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. And we can't wait to hear back from you about how you've reached out to someone and how who is your prayer partner. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?